0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym
1: Lords Podcast, where we talk fitness business with fitness pros who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, operations manager of Elite Fitness, Nicole Carlson. How are you doing today?
2: great how are you
1: i am doing fantastic i am excited to share what's going on out there in iowa uh what you're all doing so give us the lowdown what's elite all about
2: Uh, elite fitness is a 24 7 gym um we're with a physical therapy office so we really prize our partnership bringing over physical therapy patients and also working with athletes and anyone in between
1: Perfect. Perfect. You've been with the company a long time, have worked your way up through a bunch of stages there. So give us a little background. Um, You know, were you doing anything fitness related before you came on in 2015? And then from there, what's the progression looked like?
3: So
2: I actually, uh, I was a college athlete. I tore my ACL when I was in college, went through physical therapy. And when I graduated, I found this fitness assistant position with this small gym, and I joined on, and over the past seven years, we've opened new locations, and I've worked my way up to the operations manager, and we now have multiple locations, and I do what I can to run all of them.
1: Sounds a little bit on the humble side, but <laughs> yeah, it it certainly sounds like you signed on with the right company, with the right team, and You know, through your hard work and some opportunities they've been able to present that, you know, you've made a career out of it, right? What started out as maybe was a job is now something that you have, um, you know, a lot of ability to sort of chart your own course as far as, you know, where you've come with the company and what your future might be.
2: Yes, this company has definitely offered a career path for me that I never even dreamed of. So the owner is great at seeing what everybody wants to do and what their dreams are and making them all happen. And it's been a perfect fit.
1: Awesome. So let's get into a little bit about uh, the facilities. You have four facilities in the company right now. Three are sort of similar and then one is a little bit different. Can you give us the general lowdown on what that layout is?
2: So three of our locations are 24-7 gyms. So we have key card access. You can come in whenever you want. You can have a membership or you can just come for personal training. And then we also have a location that is strictly personal training. So you make an appointment, you go in and you work with the trainer and you have the whole area to yourself.
1: Okay. And then amongst the other gyms that are 24-7 access, uh, what are the services that you're offering? I know there's a lot, but give us a rundown and and also um, how that integrates with working uh, with some local athletes too. All
2: right. So our three 24-7 gyms, like I said, we have membership bases there, personal training. Every location has a different class schedule based off of what our clientele needs. So We have boot camp classes at some of our locations. We have a beginner exercise class at all of them since we are integrated with the physical therapy office at each of our locations. Um, We do strength and conditioning for local schools. So we actually have a trainer who goes to the school and they're contracted with them to provide the athletes with programs. We also do speed and agility schools. So um, another one of our trainers will go into the school and we have timing systems that we work with. Um, We are very fond of the Dasher system and we test verticals, speed, broad jump, all that kind of stuff. So a really wide variety of services.
1: Okay, so I wanna unpack a couple of those things here. As far as the locations all being tied in um, with physical therapy, is this part of your core business where you have physical therapists on staff? Are you partnered with other businesses? What's the integration there?
2: So the integration would be um, the mother company, I guess, Ability Physical Therapy. Um, Each location has a gym that it is connected with. So Um, Three of our locations are physically connected to it, whereas um, our original gym that was opened is in a separate building, but they're still close by and they still utilize each other. So there's a door in between our business. It's locked for HIPAA reasons, obviously, for 24-7 gyms. But the therapist can actually walk their patients over to the gym get them integrated into the gym, get them comfortable with equipment and then turn them over to us to either get them a membership or we can do personal training to continue their fitness journey or they can do our beginner classes if they need a little bit of extra help.
1: Okay. And then as far as the class offerings schedule, you know, what is offered at those other facilities other than just open membership, that also falls on you to figure out what, who, when, all of those details, correct?
2: Yes, definitely. So every location, like I said, we have different needs at all of them. So we have a boot camp class at one of them, but our other locations maybe don't really have the people to fill a boot camp class. So instead, we have uh, just a beginner class or maybe at a different location, we have a yoga class, or Uh, We just added a new heavy lifting osteoporosis class that one of our physical therapists are leading. So we have the ability to have these knowledgeable people on our staff and find a class that they're comfortable teaching and hand it over to them and let them kind of take it over and um, offer their expertise.
1: Okay, so one of the big key words here that (laughs) unfortunately is making... Making a lot of people shudder and cringe these days is staff and staffing, right? It's you if you have the staff, then it it almost feels like you're invincible. It's like a superpower these days to have good staff. Um, all the best ideas in the world can only go so far if you don't have them. So what has been your experience? How have you found you know the staff that you have? Like what are your best practices and and best tips as far as whether it's you know growing staff from your ecosphere, hiring from outside. Um, what have been your secrets to success there?
2: So staffing has definitely been a challenge for us over the past couple of years. Um, we have people who come in who have been members who have expressed interest in personal training, but you get maybe a couple of those that are going to be winners that you get to know, but when you put it out there for anybody to apply, whether it's on social media or hiring platforms, really just making sure that you don't get desperate and find somebody who's going to hinder your company rather than um, help, help it grow and meet the services that you need. Um, We turned down a couple of maybes and we've ended up finding the perfect person for one of our locations who fits all of the needs that we were looking for. And he really just kind of fell into our lap. So I don't know if we got lucky in this time or if I don't know we're just very happy that we have a great staff right now, and um we didn't really have to suffer the the times
1: great, great to hear um in your experience looking um, when you do need staffing um has there been anything that's either gone really well for you or things that you um, wouldn't want to do again? Like people will do Facebook ads, Indeed, specialty websites, they'll post flyers in the gym. Um, you know, there's there's a million things. Has has there been anything, you know, that's gone really well that you think you'd go back to or or maybe some things that you'd rather not um, go back to as far as trying to find good staff?
2: I'm a huge fan of Indeed just because you can ask the questions that you are really looking for. So we can see on there that the trainers have one year of experience, or we can see exactly what they're certified in. So we can see that this person is an a certified trainer who um, just really likes Working out versus somebody who has an NSCA, an NASM or an ACSM cert who has a really good background in fitness and since we're with the physical therapy office we really try to find people who have a little bit more experience in the fitness world so indeed has been awesome. Um, The one thing that we have done that I would prefer not to do anymore is hiring family members even if it's just for um, like weekend coverage or evening coverage so that the trainers can go train and not have to do desk work. Um, family members have been the only question mark in our staffing world. So I think staying away from that will help us a lot.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can see where, yeah, things can get a little bit, a little messy in there and can that could cause some strain that's that's probably in the long run not not worthwhile. Okay, so um, I want to get into some of the logistics of being operations manager of you know four locations and there are you know some overarching things that will carry over and some that are unique. So I want to get your take on a few of them. And um, I always like to start at the beginning, you know marketing. Um, if people don't know about us, if we can't get them in the door, um, then we we have no business now I know some of your clientele are going to come from the PT side and obviously you can't just say hey I hope somebody needs PT like that that happens and those are but other than that like what are the things that have worked best for you for marketing and, and how much of that is location specific versus overarching
2: so we really do we kind of do a lot of weird things I think with marketing um We do the typical uh, commercials, social media ads, that kind of stuff, but we've really tried to do some unique advertising as well. So in our area, we have um, a new station that does on Iowa live. So basically it's um, a sports guy who um, gets like the local teams. He um, gets a lot of the Iowa Hawkeyes on there, and we help sponsor that. So we have a small segment that some of our trainers would do just like a brief minute about what they offer the company. And um, we have our logo at all of them. It's every Monday. So every week, if somebody is watching this in the whole Cedar Rapids area, then they'll see our logo, they'll see our staffing. Um, we also do. Um, we call it copying elite. So we have these elite poker chips, actually. So if we see somebody with an elite shirt that's out in at the grocery store, or we see a car that has an elite sticker on it, they get this poker chip that's just a dollar off of something, so they can bring it into the gym, and it really it gets our logo out there in weird ways, and um, just makes it more interesting or makes them want to look us up to see what we're doing. So it's been kind of fun coming up with these different ideas to get our name out there.
1: Okay, so we have yeah, that that's some super unique stuff. Um but you said you're also you do more of the traditional stuff, regular commercials. Um have you guys done anything um like um other partnerships with local businesses, billboards, like paid social media advertising or any of those things in your repertoire or are those uh, out of bounds
2: um we definitely do all of those um the social media so basically facebook instagram are going to be the big things that we do um we do have youtube ads and um we do geo fencing ads so around like the high schools in the area around the hospital um since we're with physical therapy um the high schools are going to be more geared towards us so just Geofencing in the high schools and just having like a small five second video just with their logo in it saying hey look us up online, sign up for membership online you get a free personal training eval if you sign up with us online and uh, making it short and sweet to capture the attention of high schoolers so um, we still do all of those typical things and um word of mouth of course is really big when it comes to advertising as well
1: got it okay so once people get to know that you're out there they know you exist they come in through the doors uh, what is your intro onboarding consultation sales process uh, what does that look like and and how you know, how have you come up to whatever you have now? I know you've been with the company a long time. I'm sure you've had a hand in evolving it. So what does it look like and and why?
2: So when we first started, we offered, you know, you sign up for a membership, you have a membership for a month, you come in and you renew your membership after that month. That's a huge pain to do that. So then we went into the world of automatic withdrawals and, um, we started offering no contract auto pays. We have 12 month contract auto pays. And really, we decided to really advertise our no contract auto pay because a lot of the larger gyms try to really sneak in the fact that you're signing a two year commitment or something. And we really tried to be upfront about everything. So basically, somebody comes into the door We show them around the gym, ask if there's anything that they're looking for specifically. We ask them if they want no contract. If they want a contract, we make sure they know what they're signing up for. We give them copies of all the paperwork and really try to make it known that we're not trying to trick them into anything and that they can always get out of their um, payments if they need to get out of them. So that's one of the big big things versus the competitors who are bigger gyms is making them feel like they're valued as a customer. And we're not just trying to um, trick them into something.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So you're, you're trying to make it as, as simple as inviting and and differentiated where you are the smaller kind of in town hometown gym versus, you know, the, the big box, not that they're the bad guy or that they do anything wrong. It's just, it's different and you want to separate and identify that way.
2: Yes, absolutely. Make them feel valued as a customer. Make them feel like um, we're there for them. We we want to help them and we don't just want them to be another member at our gym.
1: So when people come in um, and they talk to somebody about joining, is there, do you have much um, emphasis or structure as far as, you know, whether somebody... Gets uh, recommended, you know, your classes or um, personal training, or is it just kind of, here's what we offer, and whatever you're interested in, we'll tell you about. Like, is there any formulation, goal setting, anything like that that goes into it?
3: So when we
2: when we talk to somebody when they initially sign up, typically if somebody's interested in personal training, they're going to ask about those services. We don't want to be one of those pushy salespeople that's trying to get them on the schedule, trying to get more money out of them. We just want to help them meet their goals. So if somebody asks us about our personal training, they'll say, yeah, these are our packages. And if you want, we can put you on the schedule for a free personal training eval. There's no commitment. We can figure out what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. You can get to know our trainer and see if you want to to continue with training otherwise. We do have these class options available if personal training is not for you or if you want a cheaper option, or if you just want to know how to use the equipment in our gym, we'll show you how to use whatever because we want you to safely use the equipment and be comfortable using all of it on your own as well.
1: Okay, so there is a lot of guidance offered there. It's, It's available, but it sounds like it's pretty low pressure overall. It's more, how can I help? Here's my suggestions. Tell me what you think is going to work best for you.
2: Absolutely. We ha- we're we staffed pretty much all day. There's somebody there that's going to be able to answer questions. If somebody wants guidance in a program, then that's going to be personal training because we need to know um, if they have any injuries, what they're trying to work towards. And if it's just somebody who wants to come in and use the gym and they already kind of know what they want, well, we're still there. If you don't know how to use a piece of equipment, we'll show you how to use it. You don't need to set up a time for that. We want you to be safe on all the equipment and feel comfortable using it and make you feel like you're reaching your goals, even if it's on, on your own.
1: Okay. Absolutely. So I love that it's, it's support with no strings attached is, is probably the best way that I could or or how I understand it, the way that it sounds there. Absolutely. Okay. So when it comes to um, integrating all of this, um, you know you have staff who are doing any number of things, personal training, classes, you have physical therapy, adjacent, um, and then your your gym membership. How much of of your time is spent? Of course, multiplied by four locations? On logistics, as far as managing schedules, managing offerings, like from your position as operations manager and potentially our listeners who may have one location thinking about two or two thinking about three, like, is, is there a certain point where you feel like, um, you're always, you know, spending a lot of time on it, or do you get to a point where it's just minor tweaks on a daily or weekly basis? How does... How does that factor into the attention and time you need to give all of those logistics?
2: Well, if there is a point where you just have minor tweaks, then I have not gotten to that yet. Um, We have a manager at all of our locations. So there's somebody who's in charge of each location and makes sure everything's running smoothly at their location. Um, so really finding somebody that can do that and you feel comfortable making sure that everything is going smoothly is going to be key. So, um, really just having a face of each location. And then basically what I'm doing is just all the background stuff. If that manager has a question, then I'm going to have the answer to that question. If there's a tricky situation with somebody who signed up for one of the 12 month contracts or something and they want to get out of it. Well, I can be the one that talks to that person and, um, helps the manager in situations like that. And, um, managing schedules, making sure that if there's somebody who can't be there on a Saturday, um, checking in at the other locations to see if there's staff that can cover it and, um, really since we keep opening more locations then we keep adding more tasks so um we aren't quite to the the just the tweaking point quite yet but we're still working on the system and everything is going smoothly so far so yeah
1: yeah yeah it's it sounds <laughs> like presumably your work is never done but you've at least got you know your chain of command you've got good people in each location. So if something works its way up to you, you know, that it's, it's a priority or it's something that you can figure out where the attention needs to go. And it's not, it doesn't sound like you're constantly putting out fires. It's just, you know, taking, taking the responsibility or, or giving guidance to the managers and letting them kind of own their locations to the degree they can.
2: Yes, So I do put out some fires and I'll gladly, Um, take care of some of the more difficult situations if somebody doesn't feel comfortable doing it. So sometimes I don't get the most fun part of the job, but um, I also, I like making it so all staff is comfortable in their positions and they know that they can come to me if they ever have a problem or they don't know how to deal with something. So um, I do enjoy that part of it.
1: Okay, so... On, on the topic, and in, in, since we're talking scale here, um, three very, very similar locations, and then one that's different. Um, do you find that there are, from a business standpoint, from, you know, whether it be purchases, supplies, staff, training, things like that, Um, Are there areas where you feel like there are big benefits to having multiple locations? And then on the other side of that, um, besides just the sheer volume of, of people and things going on, are there any things that you think make it a little tougher having the multiple locations?
2: So it's nice having multiple locations that are within the same vicinity, just because somebody can sign up for a membership, but they aren't limited to that location. So if they go somebody somewhere else in the area, they their key card's going to work at the other locations. So you can live in one of those other towns, but if you come into the actual city itself, well, we have a location there that's convenient for them to also work out at. So even though we're local, they still have different options. Um, one of the drawbacks to having multiple locations is each town has its unique clientele. So even though they have their unique clientele, even though one town may have uh, like a wealthier district than another area, we still have the same pricing format. So there's some people in those towns that think that the gym memberships are very reasonable. They're reasonably priced. And then there's other members who really think that we're charging too much, but it's just, it's hard to find that middle ground and, um, making it so it's affordable for everybody, for them to use a 24-7 gym, but also make it so we are still making an income and can give them the nice equipment that they're looking for and the upgrades that they want to keep up with um, some of the larger gyms.
1: Got it. Got it. Yeah. So definitely there are, you can make a case on either side, but it sounds like you're, you're making the best out of take you know, showing the clients, the value, giving them the most you can out of it, and also leveraging what you can from a business standpoint and, and trying to, you know, make the, whatever might be it, I wouldn't even call it a negative, but the things that can be a little tougher, just, just trying to work with those as much as you can.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: All right. So I think last topic we're going to have uh, time to dive into right now is just, um advancement um you know keeping up with the times you know where you know where you're differentiated as a small town hometown gym versus some of the big boxes um the sometimes it could be seen as a disadvantage in that they have you know these multi-million dollar or billion dollar budgets for technology for the newest latest greatest fads things like that and I don't think anybody would ever expect you to be the same as them but what kind of things have you done to try to keep up and in, in what's on the, you know, on the wish list or the to-do list as far as incorporating, you know, technology and the, you know, whether it be newer training methods, equipment, things like that?
2: So it has been very difficult with larger gyms in the area having um, virtual options. Uh, when we shut down from COVID, we did have a trainer make us a virtual library. So basically any exercise imaginable, we just had her make a video doing an exercise, how to do it properly, um, different equipment that you can use. So we have a very large virtual library that is uh, available for us to use for our clients. So um, other than that world, um, making all of our options available for purchase online has been huge for us. Um, people just don't want to drop in anymore. They want to be able to go online, see what all the pricing options are. And if they can sign up for membership online, they're very likely to do so, even though they still have to um stop in to pick up a key card for their 24-7 access. So on our wish list right now, and it's in the works for us, is making a mobile option for a key card. Which doesn't sound like it's a huge deal, but when somebody signs up for membership online, if they can't come in during the staffed hours, then if they have that mobile option, they can come in whenever they want to and they don't have to find a time to pick up that key card or if somebody wants to do a day pass they can purchase a day pass and boom they have a key card on their phone that allows them to come into the door for that day or if they want a week pass or whatever they renew their membership after canceling, they can um, get that updated on their phone right away rather than waiting until somebody that's staffing the gym can update their key card. So I think that'll be huge in getting us up to par with other gyms, as I know there's some larger gyms that don't even offer that. So having that available will be huge for us.
1: Yeah, I do think that that's something that is really starting to gain some traction. It's only been relatively recently that I would say I'm hearing about it on a somewhat regular basis, maybe once a week, once every other week about people integrating it. But I'm sure, you know, if, if we were to revisit this in a year down the line, it'll, it'll become the norm just as quickly as the keychain fob or, or whatever else did. And um, I guess there's pros and cons to both. I mean, I think about it for my own memberships, like, Um, you know, would I rather pull my phone out and get on a nap or just, you know, have my keys that I have in my hand anyway, when I go to the gym, but I guess the the long-term answer will probably be both, right? That what makes people have everything.
2: They they both are very, very easy to use. You can use your phone, you can stop in the gym. If you want to have both of them, then it kind of just depends on what's available to you.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So um, what are the what are the big goals, the big happenings for you and for the company down the line? I think it sounded like you're mentioning there's still uh, plans for maybe additional locations. Um, so what does that look like as far as Elite? And then for you, um, you know, what are your aspirations as far as you know, going along on this ride with them? And you know, where do you see yourself?
2: You know, there's always the possibility of another location opening. I think we've had one new location every other year since I joined. So really, I just, I'm told, okay, we're going to be opening a physical therapy office in this location. That means that we're going to have a gym next door. So then I figure out what space we're going to have and I make a layout, come up with the equipment that's going to be in there. And Kind of make a wish list of where everything's going to be and all of that kind of stuff so um, that starting a new gym is a lot of fun actually even though it's kind of a, a headache or um, making an expansion just all of that is really fun to me but um, for me I would really like to get us into more high schools just because we see the need in high schools for the athletes for injury prevention and just keeping athletes up to par with. Um, with the larger. schools. so smaller schools that may not have the funds, giving them the opportunity to um, make progress for any sport, really, so that's what I would really like to do, but um, that, along with more locations will definitely keep me busy. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like it. So, all right. So last question, this is, this is the big one. Um, I always like to find out what people have learned in their time in the industry. So for you, if there's, you know, any point where you could go back in your career, tap yourself on the shoulder, tell, tell younger Nicole, any one lesson or uh, anything like that that you wish happened sooner or you knew sooner, there's anything that stand out to you.
2: My biggest thing would be to try to stay a few steps ahead from the current time. So my biggest thing that I've noticed I always do, and I'm, so, I'm still working on this, is if Christmas is coming up, well, I should have had this option for gift cards created back in like over the summer. I should have had this all taken care of rather than it's December now. I need to create these new gift card options for us to be able to sell for Christmas rather than, well, now it's February and they're ready to go. So it's just a little behind, but really just um, look at other gyms in the area, look at other ideas that are out there and try to stay ahead and look at what's coming a few months ahead of time or have the whole year plan in advance. So you're not struggling last second.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. I think, planning ahead and, and having whatever network, whatever, whatever things you can tap into for resources um, so that you don't have to do everything alone. I mean, you would have a lot of great ideas, but um, it doesn't mean that you can't borrow or get inspired from other ones too. So I love that. Uh, before we let you go here, um, where can people find, um, where find elite fitness, Instagram, Facebook, social media, website, tell us where we can find you.
2: So basically EliteFitnessIowa.com has all of our social media links on there and all of our pricing, everything. So um, everything can be found right there on our website.
1: That's it. EliteFitnessIowa.com. Kept it simple. Um, Nicole, I appreciate you being here with us today. It's been a pleasure having you. I wish you continued success and I look forward to checking in.
2: Perfect. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you. And to everybody out there listening, uh, we appreciate you. Thanks for spending some of your time with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop to everyone out there in Jim Lawrence nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lawrence out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode.
4: what's going on everyone welcome back to another episode of the gym lords podcast i'll be your host today my name is joe fitzgerald and joining us on the show is natanya and les riddle of gravette Gravit Jim, coming to you from gravette arkansas guys what's going on how are you today
5: good morning i'm good
4: i'm excited to dig into this there's a number of different aspects that i want to ask you about but first and foremost guys For the people who aren't familiar with this facility, this business, talk to us a little bit about what this is, right? When you describe the gym or describe what you do to other people, what do you tell them?
3: You want to answer that?
5: Yeah. Um, We're a 24-hour fitness facility um, that is geared towards the community as a whole and families, basically. We really push uh, community. So we have, uh, out beyond the fitness part of it, we do different ah, community um, events and parties and different things to kind of just bring a positive outlook to our community and for our community okay. in the world that we're living in.
4: Okay, cool. And so within this this business who, who do you serve, right? When we talk about our audience or our demographic, who has the best success or who are you looking for when we're trying to grow and, and find new members?
3: Well, obviously people that are, are concerned about their the fitness aspect of life, um, but we're, you know, we're a small farming community here. We're kind of a little ways off the well-beaten path. So our little, our gym here kind of reaches out to a pretty broad spectrum of people, but, uh, People that obviously can't get into the big cities to to work out or don't want to. They kind of like this small family-oriented gym here, uh, and like I said, kind of a kind of a small farming community. So I'm I'm gonna say you know kind of the rural areas are kind of what we focus on. Got it. Okay, cool. And so I mean, for you guys, right, this is
4: more of a membership-based gym, right? People paying their membership, coming, using the facility, coming at their own time, leaving on their own time. Talk to us a little bit about why people sign up for this gym, as opposed to what you mentioned, going to any of the other options.
5: Um, I think more so than anything, they like the convenience of it because it's right here in our little town. And they like the convenience also of coming when they want and leaving when they want. And we have people that work like nurses that work different shifts or different, you know, shift workers, police officers and things. And they're able to come at two in the morning when they get off shift or three or four in the morning right before they go on shift. So it's just more of a convenience thing. And also, um, we've had multiple comments about pricing. We've made it very affordable to them and convenient that way as well. We try to keep prices very, very low. So that way it doesn't exclude anyone that would come.
4: Pricing is is an important aspect of this that really runs the gambit in the fitness industry. People can pay as little as $10 a month, and and we know those options, and upwards of hundreds or even thousands of dollars a month, depending on the services that they're getting into. Talk to us about what somebody would expect to pay if they're coming to to work out at this facility.
5: Um, So we do monthly memberships but we do not do contracts of any kind. So it's literally just month to month. And if anybody wants to cancel, we just require uh, a cancellation letter that we have a PDF of to be turned in before the first day of the month. Our memberships are drafted on the fifth of every month. And um, so we do two different options as far as auto-draft or self-pay. And this is totally not what the industry um, does. But I, we charge more if they do self-pay, whereas I know most people charge more uh, less if they do self-pay. But it's just harder for us to track people down every month. And so I make it a little more inconvenient for them to pay self-pay. That way, they all are more towards the auto draft payment. Yeah. Um, for individuals, it's $25 a month. And for families, it's $40 a month. And that includes up to four people who live in their household. And yeah. we verify that by, you know, like they'll have to bring a driver's license or some form of mail or something to verify that. If it's more than just like a family, uh, for, you know, mom, dad, and kids.
4: Yeah. Um, so for, for you guys, that $25 or that $40, is that the pricing that you started at or have things evolved and and increased over time?
5: No, we've left it the same. Um, we are, our way of operating is a little unique in that the gym is not our uh, livelihood. The gym is literally our community service. We have, both of us have other careers and other jobs. And so we're not dependent necessarily on the income stream of the gym in order to live our lives personally. And so we literally charge enough to make sure we're covering all the bills and we always have plenty extra to do our community outreach programs as well but um we at at this moment we don't personally take any of the profits from the gym we just put everything right back into it so that helps us we're able to keep it lower because we're not so dependent on it
4: yeah and i think that's that's an important note for for the context of this conversation obviously there are plenty of gym owners in the industry that are in your situation, right? They have other streams of income and so they aren't reliant, but I have never in my life met anybody when I asked them, Hey, are you okay with making more money? Nobody's <laughs> ever said no. And yeah. so that that's an important point for, for us to keep in mind. You guys have never raised the prices, but the cost of everything going into this is certainly going up. Have you considered or have you, has the conversation internally come about of having to raise prices at any point in
3: the future? It has. It has, yes. Of course, as we grow, like I said, like you said, the uh, the prices, the cost of living gets higher. Obviously, the cost to maintain a facility, the more equipment you get in, the more people run through. Uh, yes, that has been a topic of conversation in the future. Sure. Okay. So at some
4: point, right? Not in not in the immediate, but at some point, okay. And so moving on, I mean that that brings us to the idea of how do we get people in, right? When we talk about growing a business like this, we can get more money from the people that we have, or we can get more people, right? And so for you guys, how do we get those people, right? What's the what's the marketing that goes into this to find new leads that will eventually contribute or convert into paying members?
3: She has done a very good job. Uh, we're not a franchise gym, so things are more on a personal level with us. I mean, we like to know who's coming in. We like to say hi. We like to be in front of them. Uh, I was born and raised in this little town, so uh, you know I've got a lot of skin in the game here to to kind of put sink everything we've got back into this community uh, to kind of try to get people better as far as mental health and everything. But she does she does a very good job about. You know, making it personal for people, Mm. Um, you know, uh, she sends out birthday cards for every member's birthday, Um, stuff like that. We, it's the small things that really matter in that aspect. You know, when people are more apt to come to your facility when they feel like they're a part of it, I mean, when they feel some ownership to it, then, uh, you know, they're more apt to take better care of the equipment. Uh, I guess they just feel like they belong better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
4: And and so, I mean, the the things that you mentioned, right? Paying attention to people personally, knowing names, knowing birthdays, sending cards, feeling like they are at home, those all help to speak to retention, right? Keeping them as members once they are. But have you guys considered doing anything proactively to get new people in before they know all of that, right? Because somebody that hasn't been a member of your facility isn't gonna know that they're getting a birthday card. They're not gonna know the personal aspect of this. How do we even grab people's attention in the first place for them to walk through the doors before we can even talk about membership or anything like that?
5: So we are very involved in the community. Um, We Every year they have a grab it day in August and it's just literally an entire day full of activities. They used to have like a softball tournament, they have a parade, they have vendors at the park and they do like a beauty pageant and all kinds of things. So we have always been involved in the parade. We have a float with our um, sign and logo. Uh, Last year we actually sponsored the 5k ourselves and so People from all the neighboring towns and cities also signed up for the 5k so we've got a lot of exposure there and we actually met a couple of other gym owners in the area and have been able to partner with them a couple of times recently.
3: Sure.
5: Um, just kind of bouncing ideas off of each other as well, and then the gym itself just to get people in our doors. We try to make it, I, I cannot stand salesmen of any kind, car salesmen or anything. So I do not like pressuring people or guilting people into anything. And so really, we just take any opportunity we can to just open our doors. And we've had the Easter Bunny come at Easter and do <laughs> pictures. We have had we have Santa come every year. And, and you don't have to be a member of the gym. It's just literally getting people in there. We've had many people, um, like, we didn't even know this was here or... The wife brings the children and the husband's tagging along begrudgingly, but I've noticed the husband's, you know, meandering through the gym as we're taking the photos and then they end up signing up. Yep. And so um, just things like that We're very uh, active on social media and on different other business or city and governmental pages. The gym itself comments on a lot of things just because people reading the comments or the drama or whatever can just oh who who's that commenting on there we yeah. give auction items oh all through the year we donate free memberships and different gift baskets for auctions for the schools and things it's just yeah. very community oriented and so our name gets out there in that way
4: yeah so any number of sort of what we would filter under like word of mouth strategy yes. if you will right. You mentioned one thing that I wanted to ask you about that's sort of a natural extension of word of mouth and you said the gym is commenting on things. Is that social media? Is that what you're referring to?
3: Correct, yes. Okay,
4: what platforms are we on? What's kind of the the mainstay that we use?
5: Um, Well, since I'm the only one doing everything (laughs) and I'm so busy, I I stick to mainly Facebook, but we also have an Instagram page as well. And so uh, I just make sure that the gym is the profile that I'm commenting on or by
4: Have you found that you've been able to get people, get leads, get people interested in joining the gym from social media?
5: Yes, definitely. We've had quite a few people. I, Because I also, since I'm the admin on the Facebook page, I also see when people start following our page or liking our page. And I've noticed a trend as far as when I comment on those more uh, popular pages or more well-known pages, when I comment as the gym, I notice you know, a few likes or follows very shortly thereafter. So I feel like they're connected. Yeah. yeah.
4: And Sierra, so you're registered as a business page. Have you guys considered utilizing the the paid advertising side of Facebook at any point to get in front of even greater amount of people?
5: We haven't. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of a tightwad with that. And I'm like, not going to pay someone to help me on Facebook especially, not to advertise. We're doing so well. Honestly, I don't feel like it's even needed. Um, I try to post, I don't beg people to come to the gym. I don't say, hey, come check us out. I literally just comment on whatever the, the picture or the post itself is about. And then of course we post sometimes just silly things that have nothing to do with the gym because that's what kind of triggers those algorithms when people start liking or laughing or whatever. And so it bypasses some of that stuff and helps us get in front of more audience.
4: Sure. So more organic to this point, at least. And and it sounds like hesitancy to to invest some money into growing this. Let me ask you this. How many people or how many members do we have? And how does that compare to what we think we could have as far as a hard, hard capacity?
5: Well, um, so we didn't really get into this yet, but the gym, it's the gym, a gym existed in Gravit for many decades, actually, at least a decade um, in a different location. It was very, very, very small. And we actually purchased the assets from that gym because they were closing it down. And we moved it to a much larger location. I would, I think three or four times as big, bought more equipment, added many things, classes and things. And at the time that we purchased the assets, The members that moved over, we had 72 active accounts on that um, membership roster or whatever that moved over from the previous gym. Um, Our goal when we opened our doors in February of 2021 was to double within two years. We wanted at least 140 members in two years. And before June of the same year, 2021, we had over 300 accounts.
4: Okay. And so uh, we we've seen some growth, um, major but, growth but in the in the grand scheme of things typically in this model the 24/7 model I mean I haven't seen your facility but I assume that we could quote unquote handle even double or triple that beyond that point is that right?
5: Um for sure double yeah I mean fire codes and things we can we we have a 9000 square foot facility right now. Um, yeah. So yeah, assuming
4: not everyone comes at the same
3: time. Yeah, right?
5: <laughs> right, exactly. Which they don't. Do. Um,
3: yeah. Well, there's the, and there's some plans for for reorganizing the gym. Right now, of course, we have a pretty large free weight section. Obviously, the machines, the cardio section is growing, uh, but we've had to leave some open floor space for classes as well. So we've got some stuff in the works to maybe move those classes out of the current facility to kind of expand uh, the free weight section. Uh, the cardio just to kind of help with accommodating more people at one time because nobody likes to go to a gym that's super crowded They, you know they don't like to to have to wait on machines to work out and stuff so yeah there's there's some plans in the future to to expand i would say the very near future we've already well just
5: we've already purchased another building that connects to Uh our property um the building itself is eighteen thousand square feet we purchased it we could definitely
4: fit some people in eighteen thousand. yes
5: so we're already expanding and in there's the building itself is 18,000, but we have it has three different rooms already built in and um, the largest room is 11,000 square feet. We're putting in an indoor baseball training facility, yeah. which would also be um, accommodative to the different CrossFit type workouts because we have the whole entire floor is going to be turf. Uh,
3: and so okay.
5: We plan on making that available for more of that
3: It'll be more of a multi-use facility yeah. with, yeah. with so emphasis that, on baseball and softball. But. Yeah, that,
4: that tees me up for the next question really well is because this model, the 24-7 model lends itself so well to win-win for both client and business because we can really bolt on any number of services, right? We can add personal training. We can add group training. We can do retail with apparel, supplements, food, drinks, XYZ, other things, and when successfully done, a lot of those things can provide just as much revenue, if not more revenue than general membership. And so for you guys kind of with these things in the works, what other services do you think you'll plan on adding down the line?
5: Uh, Well, we already offer, um, we have a tanning room. And so that's available only to members. Whenever you sign up, if you wanna add tanning, it's an extra fee, but it's very minimal. Um, But You do have to have a gym membership. We, we have people that have a gym membership, literally just to tan. They do not work out at all. (laughs) They just um, also like the convenience of being able to come and go as they please. All these other like boutique tanning salons are only kind of set hours, eight to five, or just when the owner happens to be there, if you catch them, there, kind of a thing. Whereas with our facility, you have a key fob, they get a code for the tanning room door um, and they can use it at their leisure we do make them sign a consent form and you know the waiver type thing saying they won't come more than once in a 24-hour period and all the different um you know agreeing to the risks and hazards uh we also have a room where uh a lady comes and does massage all of these are extra fees but it's just extra amenities extra services that are available within our facility
4: yeah and so big plans in the works. If I were to, to kind of slap a label on this, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things happening. And so to kind of circle back to the marketing side of this, do you think that you'll have to start using any other strategies to fill that out and, and match revenue with what I assume is probably a pretty large cost?
5: Um, no, he can answer that. I don't think, honestly, we're we have people calling us every day. They've heard about our baseball facility. Um, i got calls just last week. City Hall has been telling people to call us uh, when people call. we have we're a very big part of our Chamber of Commerce in our town, and so the chamber helps us advertise. I missed I forgot to tell you about that. That's a very big resource. If any of you other owners have a chamber, Get involved with your chamber because they are a big advocate for us, and they'll. We have an app through the chamber. They post ads for us, or if you're like job postings or trainings or whatever, it's sure. it's a very good resource to be connected to.
4: Yep, cool. And so, I mean, guys, that's probably a pretty good place to start to wrap this whole thing up. But it, we talk about launching this new aspect of the business, eighteen thousand some square feet. I, my next question almost seems silly. And I asked kind of, what's the big vision for this? How, how large can we take this business
3: or how large do you want to take this business? I think that, I think the sky's the limit, obviously. Um, ultimately at the end of the day, yeah, it'd be nice to, to be able to, to depend on this, you know, and uh, be able to reach out and help more people, help more of the community. Uh, I don't know you know, we're just right now, the growth, um, we're just kind of trying to stay with the growth right now, stay ahead of it if we can and get ahead of it. Um, But yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit. We'd like to see it expand and be able to reach out and help more people. So
5: our, my motto right now, I heard it actually at one of our chamber meetings, that speaker came and I wrote it down and it's been embedded in my brain. It said, manage the growth, but keep the personality. Mm. So we don't ever plan to forego those small community you know, personal aspects, just because we're growing, I feel like that's when you start losing people, when you lose the genuine concern for people, or the genuine um, love, even for people, Uh, that's when you kind of, I feel like, start declining.
4: Yeah, there are are plenty of examples of gyms successfully growing to enormous memberships while still keeping that, but there are plenty of examples of gyms growing too fast, and systems breaking and things falling off the rails and the whole quality being diluted as well. And so how do we balance that, right, is is kind of the, the ultimate crux of this whole conversation that we've had. Right? We've worked, everything that we're doing is talking about how do we grow this kind of business, but how do we stay true to why we started a business in the first place is also a right. really important aspect of that. So guys, that's a good place to wrap this whole thing up. I think this conversation amongst gym owners is always tremendously valuable. And I, I really appreciate your contribution and and wanting to help other gym owners out there. And so I thank you for your time and, and I'm excited to see what the future of this business looks like for you. Thank you. We appreciate your time. today. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks guys. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like, and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
6: What's up, Jim Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I am here with JJ from Jet Fitness in Okemos, Michigan. What's up, JJ? How are you today?
7: Oh, pretty good. How are you doing?
6: Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it.
7: Yeah, to you as well. Thank you.
6: Of course. All right. So let's jump right into the details. What is it that made you get started? What made you want to own your own gym?
7: Yeah. So I always had, you know, had a love for, uh, Um, being in the gym I've been in the gym since 10 11 years old Um, and then I kind of uh, you know in and out of a little bit of trouble and kind of found my way uh, with boxing and then kind of uh, you know people were asking me that wanted to to work out and uh, actually started sneaking people into Planet Fitness and that's kind of how I got my gym started to be honest.
6: Okay all right so you uh, kind of started to build up a clientele and then it made sense for you to just kind of do that. Yeah, and
7: then yeah, along the way, I uh, had a couple other like coaches that I was boxing with um, would let me personal train out their gyms, and then uh, built up. Actually, um, we're right here by MSU, so Michigan State University. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually built up a clientele base with international students, and uh, kind of uh, was making really good money at the time, and uh, um, kind of started a like a just a studio sized gym um, out of a uh, and which is my aunt's uh, um, uh, consignment building down mm-hmm. the lower level and then it's just grown to uh now i think we have four employees yeah four employees and we're actually doing an expansion right now with adding in a cryotherapy chamber and so it went from like 400 square feet to now it's i think 2700 square feet wow which will be it'll be a nice size studio so which i want to have you know three to four personal trainers working at one time mm-hmm. uh you know around the clock and then we also run big classes now which has been like a pretty big niche which okay. I've, kind of, I've kind of seen more people do the uh, classes side of things versus like the one-on-one side of things, which mm-hmm. is something I'm trying to get back to is more one-on-one. So I got to kind of market a little bit more towards that.
6: Right. Okay. All right. So even even post-COVID, you're seeing more people go toward the groups right now?
7: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just a lot, yeah. it's a little bit cheaper option. You know, we start mm-hmm. our group training off at 119 a month versus like, you know, our personal training starting package because we do it bi-monthly. So it would be like people pay monthly. So uh, um, they uh, they're on a monthly membership. It's a six month membership, and it, you know it starts anywhere at two ninety nine a month, all the way up to like six ninety nine a month,
3: Okay. depending on
7: how many times you want to come in a week. So if you were a client, I'd ask you, you know, do you want to come in two or um, I've had one or three times a week, and uh, you know there is, is options. I'll do like custom plan if people want to come in, you know, more than that, um, but then we kind of make the rate off of that.
6: Got it. Okay. All right. Well, I like those price points. Yeah. That's good.
7: Um, so like, obviously the more you come in, I think, um, you know, it starts off at $74.99 a session for a one-on-one and then it goes down to, I think, 58 or something a session.
6: Okay. All right. So personal training sessions and then also group classes. Do you do any semi-privates, like small group options? Yeah.
7: Yes, I do. I do okay. do small group options as well, which I think starts at 55 and goes down to about 40 something a session. Okay. A session. Yeah.
6: So all different levels and there's um, kind of like that midline range,
3: which yeah, is well, nice
7: for. Which is like when I was just doing just a studio and it was just me personal training, I noticed I, I had a lot of uh, just one-on-one clients. And now that I offer um, the classes, now I'm signing up a lot more members, but uh, you know, it takes a lot more members, like uh, actual like uh, class members to make up for a one-on-one member mm-hmm. you know, when you're only charging yes. 120 a session or 120. Right. A month you know for the classes unlimited classes right but, uh, what I've noticed is a lot of people are kind of going that route
3: mm-hmm.
6: yeah yeah absolutely it's the it's the more affordable route for people so oh, yeah, kind of like the, they, the path think, of least resistance for them there
7: <laughs> exactly and I think they get they get a lot out of it too. you know they're great classes so I mean mm-hmm. honestly if I was uh to do it I would do the classes as well so
6: yeah absolutely okay so now um as far as your member base goes right now, how many members are you currently serving? 56,
7: at 56 or 57 members we have right now. Okay. So All now right. I also train a couple other fighters as well, too. So I have, you know, about eight to nine fighters I work with as well.
6: Okay. And what are your goals for the membership? Where would you like to see that membership number?
7: So now that we're doing this expansion, I'd like to see it at 120 members by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we should easily be able to double the business and now that we're actually I go pick up next week I go pick up a cryotherapy we just kind of were introducing that to the gym as well too so I'm pretty excited about that Um, you know before it was only I was I I was renting out uh, a little over 2,000 square feet but I uh, was only using probably about 1,400 square feet of it so we had like a little uh, we were running classes out of a little uh, 400 square foot room and we had you know 14 heavy bags I kind of put them in there real nice I mean it it looked really nice but uh you know now it'll be a lot bigger which will be nice a lot more open of a plan and it'll be an actual gym I feel like this is finally like the starting point you know
6: right yeah absolutely all right so now how are you getting the word out there about what you do what does marketing look like for you
7: so we have uh on social media platforms I think we have over a little over 70,000 like uh followers on like between uh TikTok and Instagram Mm -hmm. but uh which we've still been going. Um, We post, you know, probably three to four times a week uh, on the, on the platform. Um, But uh, also like Google ads and stuff like that, I actually uh, just hired on a new Google ads uh, account. So I really want to push, you know, I think we got like 80, about 80, like five star reviews on Google and stuff like that. So I really want to start pushing though the, uh, I feel like the Google ads is kind of where it's at as far as for gym owners, you know, it's kind of crazy to see. I have a couple of friends who uh, own other companies and they aren't really like hip, like the gym, the gym, uh, um, you know, the gym, uh, market or whatever all knows about like Google ads and like marketing and things like that, where you'll see like construction companies or like, you know, I have another friend, one of my sponsors who owns a cattle company where none of those type of people are all like, you know, hip to the ads where, mm-hmm. you know, they can kind of really get a big jumpstart where like, you have to be really on top of your stuff when it's in the gym, uh, the gym field, because everyone knows what's going on already.
6: Mm-hmm. So how many new people are you seeing from running ads through Google? Are you doing anything through Facebook or Instagram or just, uh,
7: I, I did do a little bit on Facebook. I kind of honestly am still in the works of kind of bringing him on and doing like different things with that. I haven't really, I don't really know exactly what that, what that number would be. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, I'll know I'll have a little bit better answer for you probably here in the next like two months. Cause we're kind of just, I know it takes some time to get everything going and we're just kind of getting everything set up with that. We've been running, you know, I've been on Google and been uh, on Facebook for probably like the last year and a half or so, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, we didn't really, it wasn't like the best setup. I think it was only spending like 70 bucks a month and there was a lot oh, of wow. things we could do different, you know? So um, I really want to like kind of up that. So,
6: yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a huge way to generate leads is that what
7: you found out too like being that's probably the best best point right there would be on google
6: yes um well more so through facebook oh really honestly yeah it was more so through facebook
7: okay because i know um you know my friend like i was talking about who has the uh cattle company he kills it on facebook yeah absolutely kills it on facebook and uh I, he, he kind of set up a couple things for me. I don't really know too much about it, but I need to go ahead and get someone who does know about it to be able to set stuff up. I didn't know if Facebook would be a good, like, I didn't know if Facebook would be good for like, as far as gyms go, Yeah. You know, I know it goes, it's different from business to business. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it'd maybe be more of a, you know, my field would be more in like the Google side, but I know we already are like number one on Google, as far as like in the area and stuff like that too. So,
6: yeah. That part's nice for when people do actually Google you. Obviously, if you come yeah. up first, that's huge. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Facebook was always where I saw the biggest return on okay. ad spend, you know. Okay. Obviously, you want to make sure you're getting at least three to one returns. Spend a dollar, get three back.
3: Yeah, yeah. Or exactly. else it's like
6: not really worth it, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was that was where it's at. And then now uh, TikTok is up and coming as far as paid advertising as well so it's kind of trending in that direction but facebook still is showing the best rates of return
3: okay
7: so i'm not really sure i know a lot of people like see us on instagram and tiktok and stuff but i'm not too sure like when we go we're actually starting like we're working on getting an online program and stuff going through our app Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh you know, I'm not really sure how many people like kind of come to the gym from like seeing that. I know people will always be like, I'll go out and stuff with people be like, oh, you're DJ from Jet Fitness and people see that type of thing. But um, yep. I don't know how many people actually come in off of that. A lot of people think it's cool. Mm-hmm. They do follow the page because it's cool and stuff like that. Like tips and tricks on boxing and stuff like that. Right. So, you know. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm not, I'm not sure and- how much clientele brings.
6: Right. And that's the the nice thing about Facebook is that it's so easy to track too. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to find all the metrics and really look at everything. And then that allows you to plan for scaling and growth. You know, it's like so many people rely on word of mouth and referrals and just like organic stuff on social yeah. media, which is great. Obviously, we love that. If it doesn't yeah. cost us anything, that's fantastic. Um, but the thing with that is it's not trackable. You know, no, it's, it's like, not.
5: Yeah,
3: you're 100% it's not something
6: you can rely on you can't track it. If you can't track it, you can't grow it. So it makes mm-hmm. it really hard to scale because you get into a situation where maybe one month you have 10 referrals, the next month you have two.
3: Yep. Yep. And it's exactly. like,
6: you know, it's always nice
7: on. to have in your back pocket to know that you can, you know, count on some referrals and stuff like that. But absolutely. By, um, you know, the real growth I feel like would be in like the Facebook and the Google ads for sure.
6: Yes, a hundred percent. And I always say, you know, have multiple poles in the water. So, yeah, you can have those referrals, those word of mouth leads coming in, but let's get a solid system in place to generate leads that we can actually rely on on a monthly basis,
3: Um, because
6: that's where that next level happens. Um, So now, as far as... I like to always touch on like key challenges or bottlenecks within the business. So what are either some key challenges or bottlenecks that you're currently experiencing within the business and what are you doing to overcome those?
7: Okay. So even like, uh, right now, as far as, um, you know, how we were talking about, like, as far as ads and stuff like that, I had a question for you. I was wondering, have you ever like had like ambassadors or something like that? Like we were kind of looking into possibly having like, uh, different ambassadors to bring on. So basically, you know, giving them a free membership, but their job is to bring in clientele as well.
6: Mm, Have you ever done
7: something kind of like that?
6: I had never done that. Um, not necessarily a Bad thing. Do I think you could probably get better returns in other areas for less money? Yeah, probably. Not or not unless, not. I mean, if you're doing the free exchange of a membership, I guess it's. Because
7: um, basically, you, how they would get they would get a free membership out of it, and then they're also getting paid out for each member that they do bring in as well.
6: Oh nah.
7: You want not do that. No. <laughs> no, no okay.
6: No, just because I wouldn't want to um, lose money. Yeah. On, on the members that you're bringing in, you know, if you can acquire the same amount of members or more and not have to pay out any type of percentage on the amount yeah. that's coming in.
7: No, yeah, exactly. That's a no brainer. That's what I, you would definitely do too. I, right. just, I thought it would be a good way. Cause right now, you know, I guess one of the issues we were having, I wanted to go ahead and I want to bring in more females to the gym mm.
3: so more
7: women mm-hmm. to the gym. Uh, so that was kind of something I was looking at doing is bringing in some ambassadors and having them at the gym and then go ahead they can bring their people in as well too so that's kind of how a way I thought about kind of going through that do guess, you how, have, how would you target how would you target that i mean i'm sure you can target that right through google ads and facebook though
6: yeah you can yeah you can specifically and so do you have women in your gym currently
7: yeah we do yeah we do i think we probably have out of our 55 members i think we probably have i want to say 10 maybe
6: okay yeah. So, what I would do is take either photos or videos of them actually mm-hmm. in the gym working out. Yeah. And then run an ad with that and target women specifically. So, okay. you can select if you want to target males, females, you can just select women so that it is sent out to more women so that women yeah. see it as opposed to men. So, that's, that's what I would do. And I cool would awesome. also, what is your, um, like front end offer, what are you putting out there when you are running ads to get people's attention and draw them into the gym?
7: Right now we're not running. I'm not running currently. I'm not running any ads right okay. now. Um, before for the beginning of the year, we did run some, and we actually had, I had some pretty good, I think we probably signed up 10 or 15 people off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was during the beginning of the year though. Um, but, uh, we ran, I think 22% off, I think was, uh, okay. for the first month or something, I think was like that. I think it was 22% off for the first month. Got it. But yeah, I would kind of, I haven't really came up with any other type of ads that I'd like to do. I do need to sit down and do that. Um, And that's kind of something I plan on doing here in the next week or so with our uh, new Google guy.
6: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So have you ever run any type of like a transformation challenge or?
7: Mm -mm. No, I haven't. No.
6: Cause that tends to work really well, especially when you're targeting women yeah. and especially at this time
7: of year. Okay. Cause it's yeah, like, you know, summers coming and things yes, like that.
6: Yeah. Summer's right around the corner and people, and right now too, even with it being kind of coming back from COVID, people are starting to really want to get back into the gyms and yeah. are feeling comfortable doing so because mostly the restrictions are pretty much gone.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly.
6: So, yeah, running some type of transformation challenge tends to work really well to draw people in and okay. not only draw them in but get them the results that they're looking for yes. um, and once they start to see results, it's like a no brainer for them to stick around for a long period of time, right so it's how like
7: you, how would you i guess i've i've uh read up some things on it, but how would you go ahead and you know propose something like that?
6: Yeah, That's so usually bit. it's like a um like a 21 day a 28 day a 6 week challenge yep, right yep. to reach a certain goal by the end of that time so it's nice because they can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel a lot of people are afraid to commit for long periods of time yeah. um right off the bat right obviously there are ways to combat that but um so they're coming in for either like six weeks or 21 days or 28 days. And then you're providing them with fitness, nutrition, and accountability.
3: Mm-hmm. Accountability
6: okay. is huge because most people need that over anything else, right? Oh, they especially just the somebody. first like,
7: two weeks is what when they really need it too.
6: Yes. They just need somebody like, hey, are you coming? Where are you? You yeah. got to show up. Just yeah. keep yeah. them on track. Yeah. Um, so, the fitness, the nutrition, the accountability, all three things provided for them. They're coming in, they're working out usually three times a week or so. This would be really good for your group classes, yeah. you know? Um, and then at the end of the six weeks, they're usually reaching the goal. They see crazy results by that time. And then they end up rolling into a longer term membership, you know, whether that be your six month or 12 month. I always, I, I did this in my gym and I always rolled them into a 12 month membership after that.
7: Um, Um, I guess, uh, you obviously made a different price point. So it would be a strictly like what, like a 99 or something, $99 for this, like, you know, um, transformation challenge or something like that would it be just a one-time payment probably because it's only going for such a short time and then you'd roll them into a different membership.
6: Right. Yeah. So they would be paying upfront 599. Okay. Yep. And then that would be for their six weeks. And yeah. then at the end, what I would do is just discount the year membership. So whatever yeah. the year costs, just take the 599 off the top of that Yep. and then roll them into the 12 month from there. Okay, so like what's really nice about that is that you're acquiring that 599 on day 1. Yep. Because most most gyms are not profitable in acquisition. So they're paying more than they're getting from their clients yeah. when they actually sign up, you know? It's like you're paying more to get the client in the door than they're paying you. And yep. most clients only stick around for 3 to 6 months on average. So a lot of times they're making a very small amount per member, but if you're doing it this way, you're acquiring 599 on day one, that's covering the cost of acquisition plus some, and then you're keeping them around as well because you're rolling them into that 12 month on the back end. So you've got cash coming in. On the front end but then you're also building on the back end on, as on the well. back
7: end too yeah because a lot of clients you don't really i mean it's over a period of time like obviously you want to try keeping those clients as long as you can which right. is something i've uh, you know we do really well at. i think i'd say we honestly keep everyone for probably about six months to a year good um, sometimes yeah. we've had around for three years you know we've been mm-hmm. in business for three years and um but uh yeah i'd say about six months to a year our clients like to say
6: good yeah and uh, so, and with a that,
7: a lot of times they don't go to another gym. A lot of times they just stop either working out and then they hit you up, you know,
6: right. Months months later later. And yeah. up, you know, right. Is yeah. They fall of off for a little bit?
7: bit. Yeah. Is that kind of it, how it has been with your gyms as well?
6: Yeah. I mean, so the people that came in getting really good results right off the bat were yeah. committed for years, yeah. like three years, five years, like they were in it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's more so the people that just come in kind of wanting to try something new or that aren't very committed that would kind of fall off and come back. Yep. Um, but those that came in that got the results that they were looking for in a short period of time, they were like lifers.
7: Yeah, they were hooked. Yep.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, is the nutrition side of things, the accountability side of things, something that you do now at all? With um, I do
7: the accountability side thing. I don't really uh, do too much with the nutrition. Um, especially. Um, I don't. Yeah, I just don't really do too much with the nutrition. If people ask about it, I I will offer it, but I don't really. I don't really offer it too much. You right. Know, when we do our app, I do plan on having like a basic. Uh, you know, meal plans and things like that for, for the, uh, for clients. But, uh, right now I don't really do, I used to do it, but then once you get so many clientele, it's like, you know, it's hard to do it all on your own, you know?
6: Yeah, absolutely. So it has to be, I cut out. Right. It has to be simple. Um, yeah. and like you said, like a basic meal plan, yep. it doesn't have to be anything crazy because one people generally just don't even know what to eat.
7: Yeah. You know, so it's like ways. I think it's both different too for men and female. So you gotta kinda have two different mm-hmm. plans.
6: Yeah. So yeah, if you can kind of take them from just eating whatever to eating more nutritious foods, yeah. That makes a difference. And yeah, then yep. it's like also if you get super specific about numbers, most people, I mean, there are some people that want to know like the macros and everything involved, but most people don't want to spend time even worrying about that. Right. People don't want to measure their food. They don't want to worry about the numbers. They just want like some idea of what they should be eating. Um, so if you keep it simple and just give them something that's more generalized, but then also is actually taking into account macronutrients, they just don't know it it makes it really simple because it's like, it's simple for you. And then they're actually getting results that they're looking for because it's not super um, restrictive, but then it's also a hell of a lot better than what they were eating before.
7: Yeah. A lot of people don't understand, you know, eating like a bag of chips or having this candy here and there throughout the day, like really makes a big difference.
6: Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now one thing I always love to ask about is, I like to call it a unicorn goal. So what is the big picture goal? Where are you looking to take this thing in a perfect world? Yeah, uh, what is the the main dream goal? essentially? So I
7: do want to franchise I would like to have a uh, so right now I'm still in Kelly's assignments in the lower level of Kelly's we have our own entrance, it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, I have a nice setup there. Um, but I do want to Possibly, probably close that down and make a bigger facility here in the uh, Lansing area. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it'd only be probably about 7,000 square feet, is what we have in the uh, business plan, which is a decent sized gym. Um, you know, multiple personal trainers working at one time. Still small enough, though, where it's not super, super big. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then I do work with like a lot of MMA guys and uh, different boxers as well, too, like big time boxers that are uh, MMA guys, too, they're in the UFC. Um, high level promotions and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, possibly even starting up, uh, you know, also a fight team out of that as well. Um, but I do want to franchise the business as well. Um, you know, one here centralized here in the uh, Lansing area, and then possibly one here in the Grand Rapids area and then move out of state.
6: Okay. So, all right. So now is the fighting side of things, what you really like to focus on? Is that where you're passion kind of lies and then honestly
7: I like both sides I do like the fighting side I like both sides of it though um you know honestly the fighting side doesn't really bring in any money you know I just said because I I love to work with uh, the fighters and friends and stuff like that but uh um the uh you know the gym side of stuff and the actual clientele I do enjoy that though as well too I enjoy both sides of it I really do it's a good break and I have a mix of people throughout the whole day which makes it nice
6: definitely yeah that's good um and you know, a lot of times those the general fitness side of things tends yeah. to float the other side of things because, like you said, there's not always a lot of money within the other side of things. Yep. yep. And you know, you see that a lot within martial arts gyms because yep. it's like there's there tends to be one side that's more of like a specialty side,
7: mm-hmm. but then
6: that general fitness side of things is it's what pays it,
7: the bills. Pays
6: the bills exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
7: yeah. Like to do the other side of things because it's like fun. You know? Right.
6: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, getting into a situation where you have that really solid general fitness side of things allows you to focus on the things that you'd like to do more, you know, yeah,
7: like I so. would, always, I see myself, uh, always, you know, being in the uh, general side of fitness things, no matter what, doesn't matter how big the gym gets. Like I still want to go in and like work with a class and, mm-hmm. you know, still work with like three to four, um, clients a day and then also have like some fighters that I work with as well too. But I also have my own boxing career as well too. So, um, and right now that's kind of like been on hold just a little bit this last like six months. Um, Just because we're doing a remodel in the gym and the gym's been super busy. So trying to grow that and get that in position where I can kind of step back and just let it grow and put people in positions, which is the hardest part. You already know the hardest part in the gym industry is managing people.
6: Yes.
5: I mean, in in business
7: in general, that's the hardest part, you know, Mm -hmm. you got to have a whole bunch of yous running around, you know?
6: Right. Yeah, Um, it's true. And it's also really hard to uh, delegate tasks and let go of control.
7: Exactly. That is tough. You know, yes, I'm in there painting the walls just because I want it to be painted right, you know,
3: yeah,
7: <laughs> so which is crazy. And you know, I built this whole gym by uh from the ground up, you know, as far yeah. as like, doing anything, I've had a couple construction workers now, you know, working in there, but for the most part, you know, it's all been me, which is right,
6: great.
7: yeah, so be cool to have the whole first, you know, jet fitness all built by
3: hand, so which is nice,
6: definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very hard to let go of control, and that's something that I always struggled with was because you know it's like you provide a certain level of service and it's like to see that dip is like nope can't happen
3: so
7: yeah so you just end up running around with your head cut off and trying to get it all done but yeah you do need like I'm at the point like I have to have other people do the stuff and I've been slowly getting better at letting go of things but you want your product to be so good you know what you do right um, compared to like maybe someone else you know the it always just gets dulled down a little bit um You know, obviously the owner's going to care about the business the most, you know?
6: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a a challenging thing there, but necessary for growth. So
7: you have to, I mean, that's where I think it's really important. I think a lot of people, you kind of skip over this, that you see very successful gym owners or business owners in general create a very good team and you have to spend the, you know, that time training up the team members and stuff like that, which is something I've learned over the last three years that Mm -hmm. you have to, you can't just be like, Oh, here's the job, you know, throw on a shirt and get to it. You know, you have to really coach them, you know, and it's progressively too. It's not just like one sit down. It's, you know, multiple times they'll coach them on different things to do or Mm -hmm. how to sell a membership or how to personal train someone or different situation things to say to certain clients that you can't say to other clients. You know what I mean? Yes. So uh, there's definitely a lot that goes into it. That's for sure.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And that's and why you it's so that
7: we had the same type of struggles I'm sure
3: within. Oh yeah.
6: Years. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why it's so important to have systems in place that are repeatable because yeah. it's like, if you can do everything great, but if you can't recreate that yeah. in somebody else, then it's pretty much useless because if you're not there, then the whole place crumbles. Yeah, and
7: Yeah, exactly.
6: There are so many gyms that are set up that way that are so reliant on the owner and when the owner's not there, it's like everything falls apart.
3: Yeah.
7: How do you guys go about putting the systems in place? Cause that's something I'm working on right now. Um, and you know, I don't have to be there all the time, you know, for the most part, I have to be there though right now all the time, but, uh, um, it's getting to the point where I can kind of leave a little bit.
6: Yeah. I mean, I think just setting the expectations from the beginning Even like within the interviews, you know, it was like, I would set the expectations right then because they knew they, so that they knew rather exactly what they were walking into, but then also just keeping the line of communication very open. And I was always very straightforward with everyone. And I would always let them know, you know, if you're doing something that doesn't benefit you, I'm going to let you know. Yep. Because if I don't let you know, I'm doing you a disservice,
3: mm-hmm.
6: you know, so on the management side of things like that, but then also on just the systems in place, as far as running the place goes, just I mean, providing- it comes all
7: down to even like dress code and things like that too. Like, you know, how yeah. much, how, how early or how, um, you know, before one-on-one session, how uh, early should you guys be coming in and things mm-hmm. like that as well, too. Yeah. yeah. And, up and in the early goings of a gym, you know?
6: Right. Yeah, exactly. Just being super clear. Mm-hmm. You know, and um keeping things simple, not overcomplicating things. Yeah. Um, but just repeatable tasks and clarity, I think, is is just two things that are super, super important there. Um and then the other side of that was I would never ask them to do something that I couldn't do or that I wasn't doing. Yeah. You know. Um, it was always like a lot of times, especially within like the sales piece of the business with trainers, they're afraid to sell a lot of the time. Um, So I would never ask them to do something that I couldn't do or wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And also it was like, if there was some type of belief or limiting belief, I would be like, okay, let's work through that. And let me show you uh, and kind of just walk them through all of the the limiting beliefs that they have. Cause those are the things that typically get in the way of them actually executing, you know? Yeah. So uh, I was made sure to cover those right off the bat, but just setting clear expectations, I think.
7: Yeah. Setting like some ground rules and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
6: And it's so easy within, especially within management to kind of let people take advantage of you because you feel bad, you want to accommodate them, you yep. know, you want them to stick around, but it's like, people like structure. They don't like to admit it, but they like structure, you know? So if you set those expectations. You
7: know, I have routines that I do every day, you know?
3: Yeah.
7: So, and I'm a big big believer too, is like, I don't know how you guys were, but I like to have people who live the lifestyle. Like I'm not going to hire someone who's not in the gym, you know, daily and things like that. I I, uh, want someone who does it for real and things like that. I can't, I don't know. I just personally can't have someone in the gym who's not like, you know, practicing what they're preaching.
6: Yeah. Absolutely, and that goes a long way as far as conviction goes too.
7: Yeah. You now Yes. Yeah. So, I think that shows a lot of the person too. Like you can't, and like how we were talking about, you don't want to be that person who, you know, um you don't want to tell them to do something that you can't do. You know. Right. And I think exactly. that goes the same part on the other side of things with like the other personal trainers. Yeah. on as well that you want them to live the lifestyle.
6: Right. Exactly. It's the same thing.
7: Mm-hmm. Yep.
6: Yeah. All righty. Uh. So now.
7: I guess Ask. I was gonna say I had a question for you too I was um so what do you um as far as like I think uh one of the things that like uh we're struggling with I'd say right now it's not even a struggle but something that I need to fix would be like the, the different systems and stuff that you guys had in place as far as like scan key and you know the different like uh you know what do you guys do for the website um app development and um kind of more of like the um processes that you guys have in place or the programs you guys have in place as far as like a gym is ramp of, mm. which i think helps a lot too and keeps it organized because organization is definitely key yes. the bigger the business grows
6: yeah absolutely and as far as saving you time yeah you exactly know?
7: yep exactly. um
6: so we used mind body
7: mind body okay mm-hmm.
6: uh there are a couple of other ones out there there's zen planner i know a lot of people use mind body is what i used um and it just made it really simple as far as the check-in process, because they provide you with uh, an app. It's a branded app. So it would be Jet Fitness. It wouldn't be like Mind MindBody. Yeah. Um, but that allows people to, you can set it up so that people can schedule ahead of time for classes. Okay. Uh, and then when they came to check in, they would just check in on an iPad. So yep. they didn't even have a, a key tag to scan. It was just checking in on the iPad. Okay. And then um, as far as like setting up the billing too, that was really easy as well because it was all done through the same system. You okay. know, So it's super easy to track. The
7: it, so right now that, that's like kind of where I have my issues. So I have stuff on, you know, I have all my client contel like contacts on Google and then I have Calendly and then I have uh, my websites ran through Square, my payments take taken through square Mm
3: -hmm. you know
7: so um that's where I kind of like there's like a couple I want one platform that does everything you know go ahead and have all your clientele in one uh like a you know contact list is that they have all that on mind body like it's a basically has everything yes I'll I'll have to look into it
6: yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see how that would be really confusing to have, like, yeah. a lot of things. In I have it areas. pretty, like,
7: down pat now, but, like, I have to do it. No one else would know. I No one else really right. know how to do that.
6: Yes. So, yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's... Um, I mean, pretty user-friendly MindBody body has a lot of capabilities that I never even actually got into. Like I used probably like 20% of what the actual entire program does, but that was really all that I needed. Um, and it just made it really easy because it didn't, it didn't always have to be me. You know, the staff knew how to run sales and, you know, you can do retail right through there. Um, and the billing is super simple. It's all automated. Really, really easy to set up.
7: With um, the billing too, did they, um, like, was it like when you set up memberships, were they able to go in and kind of take their card off file or how did something like that work? Because that's the issue. Like one of the issues, like I was talking about earlier that I'm having right now with Square, like people are able to take their info off, you know, without even like, which I have no problem if people cancel, which I probably should right. get a little more strict on that. Um, I'm not one that like, if you need, you don't need to cancel for financial reasons or moving out of town or something like that, I'm not going to like hold you to a membership. Right. It's a little bit higher price membership. You know, it's not like your, you know, your other gyms, you know, like your crunch and your planet Fitnesses where it's like 30 bucks right. a month. It's a
2: yeah. Way. Right. Absolutely.
7: How are you um, guys, I guess, too on the uh, memberships? Like, were you guys like, do you guys have a cancellation s- system set in place and things like that?
6: Yeah. Okay. Um, on, so Through the app, I don't believe they could take the card off. They were able to change cards. Like if they had to update their card, they could do that through the app. As far as taking the card off, I don't believe they were able to do that because I didn't ever have a problem with that.
7: Because as the company grows you don't want to have someone take your card off file you didn't realize it and they're still they still walk in the door for three four months
3: for right a yeah
6: yeah no no um yeah I never had an issue with that okay. and then as okay. far as the agreements go I had um, six month agreements and 12 month agreements yep that's it
3: yep. um
6: and then as far as like a cancellation policy it was 30 days notice and a cancellation fee of 195 okay so that would allow them to get out of whatever was remaining on their agreement.
7: Okay. Were well, your so. memberships are kind of like mm-hmm. a lot of how I uh, how my memberships are right now. Is that kind of how your guys' memberships were based or
6: um as far as pricing goes or... Yeah,
7: price point, yeah, price point <clears throat> something like
6: that. So I mean, we
7: kickboxing. You said it was a kickboxing gym, correct?
6: Yeah. Those kind of
7: the same price points.
6: We only did group classes, so no <laughs> private training, no semi privates, just groups, but we were yep. priced at 189 per month.
7: Okay. Okay.
6: So I'm sure that. that you could even go a little higher within yep. your um, group pricing.
7: Yep.
3: And
6: yep. then we also charged weekly Okay. as opposed to
7: monthly. Okay. Did you think that, did that probably work a little bit better? So right now I noticed that I think something that scares people as far as our one-on-one stuff goes, is like, you look at this number and it's like, well, it's $300 or it's like, you know, 600. Well, there's 300, 500 or 300, 400. And then there's uh, um, six or 700.
3: So right. you get, I
7: guess my price point, it'd be 299. And then I have 499 and then 699, as far as for our one-on-one memberships go, which I think I was going to switch that up because it kind of like, I want to give it, break it down to let them know what they're paying per session. But mm-hmm. I also probably was going to switch it up to where it's like weekly payments instead, because I feel like doing monthly is like a good chunk of change that, you know, if you do it weekly, I think it'd be like a little bit more.
6: Right. It's kind of more being. digestible. Yeah. Yeah. If
3: it's yeah, yeah, weekly. yeah. Is that and, why we um, that?
6: The nice thing about that is if you're doing 12-month memberships on weekly, so you actually end up with one more month of payment than you would if you're charging monthly.
7: Okay. Okay.
6: Because there are four months with five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So 52 weeks in a year, a lot of times you only end up with 48 payments as opposed to 52, you know? Yeah. Um. So that's really nice too, because you change one thing and you make an additional X amount of dollars over the year, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yep. Um, but then it also, it does make it more digestible for your clients and kind of easier to budget and set things up, you know? Yeah, Cause
7: I mean, um, if you're, so if your membership says just a hundred dollars, I mean, and there's four months or four weeks in a month, I mean, you're only paying like 30 bucks a month, you know what I mean? Or 30 bucks a week,
6: a week. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm.
7: Which isn't bad.
6: Right. So. No not at all. So, so okay. um, that was, that was really useful as well. And, mm-hmm. and people, people took to that. Well, a lot of people are like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if my members will do that or whatever, but like, if that's what you're offering, they'll take it.
7: Yeah. 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 You know? That's something I may actually switch up to when I, I got to look at mind body. I got to see like kind of what their rates are. So how does something like, I, I have to look and see what are they normally, what's their price points and stuff on mind body. It probably depends on how much you use of the app.
6: Yeah, I'm not sure where they're at now. Um yeah. I mean it's not some it is an investment. It's not something that's super cheap, you know. Oh yeah. But as far as just the simplicity of it and the scalability of yep, yep. it, you know, it's like, it's kind of one of those things that's like a necessary evil, you know?
7: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's a necessary investment too. I yeah. think something that's going to go ahead and keep everything a lot more organized.
6: Right. Absolutely. Versus having yeah, all these so.
7: other platforms. What's that? Versus having all these other platforms you got to oh, like yeah. put stuff in. Because I still use Excel sheet too. For I have it on, uh, Square keeps track of all of it, but I like to have it on Excel sheet for myself. Right. So. Yeah.
6: Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a simplified process for mm-hmm. sure. So,
3: yeah.
6: all right. Um, so we're running short on time here, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as we start to wrap up, where can the listeners find you on social media?
7: Uh, you can find us at Jet Fitness Okemos on uh, both uh, Instagram and TikTok. Um, we also are on uh, Facebook as well too at Jet Fitness Okemos.
5: All right, perfect. And then perfect. you can
7: find us at uh, Five Thousand Marsh Road, Okemos, Michigan. And the number is uh, uh, 517-898-4724. All
6: right, perfect. So if you're in Okemos, Michigan, definitely go check it out. All right. So JJ from Jet Fitness in Okemos, Michigan. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been so great having you on the show.
7: Yes, thank you for having me.
6: Absolutely. To all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com.